Hare Krishna everybody this is Krishna Dasa welcome you to today's session of uh, Bhakti Sutra today we are going to start with shloka 43 before we start i will say the prayer to guru om agyanate mirandasya gyananjana shalake chakshurum militamena tasmay shri guruve namaha om namo bhagavate vasudevaya can somebody tell me what we covered the last session anybody remembers the importance of the guru and how the guru guides you on the path of bhakti correct and more importantly how we approach the guru because how we approach the guru yeah and we also discussed how to check whether we still have some pride in us is are we able to approach the guru the right way do we feel any kind of resistance those things will tell us if we still have work to do inside that is the whole purpose of the teaching the teaching is the guru is just a tool the guru is just a means and it is not a guru who is magically going to put enlightenment into you the guru is a tool who is going to enable you to prepare yourself for enlightenment but it is going to work only if we approach the guru the right way so that is the whole uh, point of this and we took the example of arjuna and krishna also where we said that even between arjuna and krishna although they were good friends arjuna used to call krishna as sakha but the actual teaching was possible only when arjuna surrendered to krishna so when the teaching is happening arjuna has to look at krishna as a guru only then arjuna can be open to the knowledge so that is the whole idea here so when we practice this repeatedly then we will understand that the same holds true for god's grace receiving god's grace because god's grace is everywhere god's grace is available for everybody what is required is are we prepared and how to prepare ourselves is by preparing practicing that preparation with the guru that's the whole idea okay let's now go to shloka 43 and 44 they are both related so we will take them together okay, 43 says dusangah sarvataiva tyajya and shloka 44 kama krodha moha kama krodha moha smriti bramsha smriti bramsha buddhi nasha buddhi nasha sarva nasha sarva nasha karanatvat karanatvat so shloka 43 means avoid evil company by all means and shloka 44 means the reason why bad company is so harmful is that it becomes the cause of lust anger delusion forgetfulness loss of discernment and eventually it results in our ruin see in the previous shlokas narad ji emphasized the importance of satsanga 
he emphasized the importance of maintaining association of good souls here naraji is emphasizing the importance of avoiding kusanga or avoiding the company of the not good souls the satsanga takes our mind towards god while kusanga takes it away from god we have to be very very cognizant of this fact and when we are in kusanga we tend to indulge in sinful activities and they corrupt our mind they cause our degradation see in order to maintain good health we have to do certain things right we have to regular exercise you have to have enough water for mental well being we have to do meditation etc etc likewise for good health we also have to avoid a few things we all know that we have to avoid oily food stress too much sugar we know all of this just like that to maintain spiritual health there are some things that you should do and some things that you should not do anaraji has explained a lot of what you should do and in the previous lokas naraji explained the importance of satsanga that is what you should do associate yourself with satsanga as much as possible and what you should not do just like for physical health you should not have fatty foods you should not have stress and all of that for spiritual health you should not have kusanga very important we cannot think that i am special doesn't matter which company i have i am pure i'll be fine it doesn't work like that the loss of nature does not discriminate <laughs> what holds true for vinayak ji will hold true for simran will hold true for deepali is the same so we have to just listen to the teachings of great sages like narad ji and follow their examples because see what happens when we spend time kusanga doesn't just mean evil people kusanga also means people who are very materialistic whose consciousness is deeply rooted in materialism so they are going to drag you down whether you like it or not okay because you will then be dragged and you will have more and more negative thoughts negative emotions what we have to understand we discussed earlier where vivekananda had also said that when you give in to sensual pleasures when you give in to those temptations every time you give in you become weaker there is depletion of energy shankaracharya also said the same thing you become weaker very very strong lesson for us that is why if you are in kusanga it's a negative cycle like today you are feeling very balanced today you are feeling very calm you are feeling very centered you are in kusanga you feel only little bit impacted because you are very calm and very centered but that little bit impact is weakening you you don't realize because tomorrow when you are in the same kusanga your impact is a little more and by the time you have spent a few weeks with kusanga you find it irresistible you need more kusanga now now suddenly you start feeling lonely see that is how it works it keeps making you weaker then it creates a dependency and then it's actually very difficult to get out of that that is why avoid kusanga naraji is also saying that prolonged exposure to kusanga can cause even spiritually advanced souls to fall down 
See, I think many, many great sages and saints have said the same thing in many different ways. The importance of satsanga and the dangers of kusanga. In Western philosophy, there is a saying, better alone than in bad company. And there are a lot of these teachings that we should, we should understand how to put them together. Like previously, Naraji had said, Anyashrayanas, Tyagon Anyata. Sulataji also had a particular doubt on this one sloka, I remember. But there, Naraji had said, don't depend on other support. Your only support should be God. You have to get into that mindset. Anyashrayanas, all other ashrayas, support systems, Tyagon Anyata. Sacrifice them. That is Ananya Bhakti. When you are in Ananya Bhakti, you are in the mindset that God is your only support, true support. So all of these things fit together. So once you are able to be in that mindset, you will not be running behind Kusanga. Oh, I am lonely. I need four people. I need to go to a movie. Only then I will feel comfortable. You know, that will go away. Because that is what makes us get into Kusanga many of the time. We feel left out. We feel alone. We feel like, oh, if I don't go with them, they will not support me tomorrow. Naraji is saying you don't need that kind of a support. You have to believe and have faith that God will support you if you are on the right path. And then go find Satsanga. Satsanga will be your divine support. People who are all thinking about God, spirituality, find such Satsanga. When you find that Satsanga, that will be a, the right support for you. I hope this all makes sense. The Ramcharitmanas, it is written. Barubal Bas Narakaritata Dusta Sanga Jani Dei Bidata Abu Pada Deki Kusal Raguraya Jahun Tumukina Jani Janadaya Living in bad company, even a good person can be led to hell by fate. Now, focusing my mind on your lotus feet, O Rama, even the people who know me will be blessed. It's a very strong statement. He says, now that I am focusing on your lotus feet, even people who know me, they are also going to get blessed. That is the power of surrender. That is the power of my devotion to Rama. The same holds true for Krishna. And in Sloka 44, Naraji goes on to say that such kusanga can cause lust, anger, delusion, forgetfulness and all those other. Does anybody remember Reading something related to this, any relationship between lust and anger and delusion and forgetfulness and loss of memory and all of that. Looks like you're already suffering from forgetfulness. In connection with Maya. Yes. So you all, you all need stronger satsanga. I, 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 see, a, I see a big improvement. And I'm totally thankful and happy that these days I see more involvement in the satsanga group. Previously, it used to be Saturday to Saturday or Friday to Friday satsanga. But uh, please make more, make the most of it. Do more of it. I am not required. You are all satsanga. You can talk to each other. Anything else? Anybody remembers about all these things? Uh, yes, Guruji, uh, that constant thinking of something, it leads to attachment. Attachment leads to lust. Lust leads to anger. Anger leads to delusion. Delusion leads to memory disorder. 
memory disorder leads to loss of intelligence and fall to down to lower uh, lower path or lower plane and that's it game over then hey, excellent so that is what lord sri krishna had explained in detail and that was one of the formulas we learned when we were studying bhagavad gita and naraji is reemphasizing the same truth because these are all truths they will be repeated many times good now what has sri krishna said in chapter 2 regarding this it is chapter 2.62 krishna had said anger leads to distortion of one's reasoning abilities that results to confusion and memory loss when memory is impaired intellect becomes weakened and when intellect is weak that's it game over ultimately you fall to your ruin so that is why we have to keep in mind the company really matters as we discussed in bhagavad gita when we were studying bhagavad gita we said uh, there is a simple formula a b c d and the first was a association and pay attention be be very clear on what the message is the message is not you have to be with brahmins or you have to be with pandits or you have to be with pujaris that is not the message the message is you have to be with people who are all on the path of spiritual development spiritual evolution the quality is important it is not a caste or a birth we are talking about so satsanga doesn't mean you know you start doing kundali matching and saying you know whoever is part of this gotra and sutra then i am going to go around with them that is not the message the message is you will know who are all aligned who are all on the path to spiritual evolution spiritual development pick them as your association your journey becomes easier the more you pick the other kind of people your journey is going to become very difficult that's a law of nature so don't fool yourself by saying that i am an exception be very aware of this one small fact and that itself will make a big difference now when i was reading this loka <laughs> i had a very funny thought you know yeah it is right that we need to seek satsanga so let us say i am reaching out to somebody who i know is on the spiritual path i am reaching out and i am saying i need that person's association so that person shouldn't look at me as kusanga <laughs> you know so when when we say that you have to seek satsanga make sure that you don't come across as kusanga for others <laughs> otherwise you will not find the real satsanga they will not want to be with you the preparation self preparation is important in so many levels that is why naraji and even shri krishna keeps talking about self purification and another reason why a guru is important because a guru is an exception <clears throat> a guru is willing to take that risk for his students even if the guru knows that the student is not evolved or if the student is not evolving the guru doesn't look at that as a kusanga the guru looks at it as a opportunity to bring somebody else up and so self purification and approaching the guru the right way has one more advantage that is how you can kick start your journey into a satsanga i hope it all makes sense this are this is how the teachings of naraji krishna they are all they are all very profound and they will all keep 
connecting the dots with various other teachings but to take them in their entirety so in ramcharitmanas i really like ramcharitmanas uh, the way they have written it the poetic way is beautiful so in ramcharitmanas tulsi das ji says kaam ram kahan bisrama jahan nar base tah kaam nahi jahan kaam tah nahi rama wherever there is kaam there is no ram and wherever there is rama there is no kaam beautiful isn't it so first make sure you are in control of your kama your lust your vikaras you will come in contact with rama and once you come in contact with rama rama will make sure that you don't have kama anymore even in even in this is these are all i mean sometimes some people say that oh these things were written uh, 10000 years ago 5000 years ago are they relevant today and we discussed earlier these are all sanatan dharma teachings of sanatan dharma these are all absolute values absolute truths they are timeless so even in modern times i just wanted to give you an example of a very famous person whose life was destroyed because of kusanga and it is documented it is a fact you can look it up so her name is whitney houston how many of you have heard of whitney houston yeah i see two or three people she is one of the most famous popular singers incredible voice do you know that she was the most awarded female artist she had two emmy awards six grammy awards 30 billboard music awards 22 american music awards and so many other awards she was the most awarded female artist and she had a powerful voice and she had evergreen hits you should listen to this song i will always love you this song is one of the most powerful profound songs sung and whenever there are competitions like american idol and all of that whenever anybody says we are singing this song all the judges will ask them are you sure that you want to attempt this song because it is considered to be like a the measure the other songs based on this it that level of talent she was also an actress she acted in films like bodyguard waiting to exhale they were all hit movies not just that she was also a philanthropist a very charitable person and she supported many charities including the children's defense fund then what happened in the 80s she befriended a person called bobby brown and this person had a history of drug use and drug abuse that's it her downfall started she didn't commit a crime she didn't have mental illness she didn't have physical illness nothing bad happened to her she was at the peak of her career she had talent she was famous she was kind hearted everything that you could imagine a successful person should have the one mistake she did kusanga bobby brown that's it at the age of 48 she died of drug overdose and she died drowning in a bathtub so unfortunate and so sad like it is uh, documented also like it's commonly everybody attributes her downfall to her friendship with this bad element right 
so this is the modern example but there are countless such examples doesn't matter how good you are doesn't matter how strong you think you are if you are in bad company it will impact you so be very aware of the company that you keep and always strive to have satsang that's the teaching here shall we go to shloka 45 tarangya ita tarangya ita api me api me me sangat samudrayanti sangat samudrayanti yeah what that means is initially these qualities negative qualities that we have initially they may feel like just small ripples within us they may they may feel like small ripples within us but evil company makes them rise and become like huge ocean waves so they amplify your negative qualities so whatever you think is just a small problem within me yeah i know i have a little bit of anger but that's not an issue i know how to control it yeah that's fine but you stay in kusanga for long enough the anger will become a problem that is how it works so there is this story of a very famous rishi his name was saubhari rishi he was very wise and powerful i mean he was so wise powerful and so popular that even the rigveda as a mention of tobari rishi that is the stature of this rishi and he was so perfect in yoga that he could perform meditation from under a river he could enter a river sit inside a river and do meditation so such a powerful <laughs> elevated soul so one day while he was meditating like this inside a river sitting and inside a river he sees two fish mating and suddenly a desire came into his mind that i also want family life so the story is he goes to king mandata at that time he was an ayodhya and the king of ayodhya was named mandata and uh, that king had 50 daughters 50 beautiful daughters so sobhari rishi goes there and he tells the king you give me one of your daughters in marriage i want to have family life now now the king looks at this rishi you know this guy looks old and it looks like he has his hair is not kept well and and the king thinks to himself why does such a old and shabby guy want a family life and why is he coming and asking my daughter you know a princess so the king in his mind has a very smart plan he wants to trick the rishi <laughs> so he tells the rishi okay if any of my daughters willingly choose you as their husband then i will marry her to you <coughs> see the king was thinking that my young daughters why would they want to do anything with this old shabby guy so he makes a agreement like this so he is trying to trick the rishi but see sobhari he is such a powerful elevated yogi he reads the king's mind right so he tells the king accepted your condition is accepted i will come tomorrow and and the king is not worried he's like 
you know this is going to be a very quick affair and we will show him away tomorrow but tomorrow when the rishi comes the rishi is a transformed person he has used his yoga yogic power to transform his body now he is a very radiant young looking strong looking guy now and what happens all 50 daughters say we want to marry him <laughs> you know so the story goes now the king has to keep his word because he is a king he has given a word in front of people the king cannot go back so he marries off all 50 daughters to sobri rishi and the story goes that sobri rishi used his yogic powers to make 50 copies of himself and he builds 50 castles and then he spends 50 wives 50 bodies 50 castles each of those wives he has 10 children each of those 10 children have 10 more children like that it's going and a couple of thousand years pass thousands of years pass and then one day suddenly something strikes this rishi he just wakes up and says what am i doing what was my path what kind of austerities i have already done i was so elevated i had progressed so much and that one small kusanga what kusanga kusanga of two mute fishes and the rishi becomes a householder a rishi of sobri stature who is mentioned even in the rigveda it's no no small feat getting entry into rigveda is a million times more difficult than getting entry into guinness book of records <laughs> a person of that stature just a minute of kusanga that is the teaching that narad ji is giving here narad ji says you may just have a small ripple because that rishi was so elevated that things like lust were very tiny ripples within him which he could easily manage but that kusanga of that one minute also what happened amplified that vikara and that made him act in a certain way and that changed the entire course of his life for the next thousands of years that is the teaching of narad ji here be very careful about your company because you may be a good person you may be progressing spiritually maybe the vikaras are very tiny within you but kusanga will amplify those vikaras that is one of the other reasons why we should be very careful Adi Shankara also has said in the Viveka Chudamani. What he has said, he has said that know that the deluded man who walks the dreadful path of sense craving moves nearer to his ruin with every step. And know this to be true also that he who walks the path indicated by his teacher, who is his truest well-wisher. and by his own better judgment reaps the highest fruit of the knowledge of brahman so if you really desire liberation hold the objects of sense enjoyment at a distance like poison and cherish virtues like contentment compassion forgiveness straightforwardness so on and so forth so again shankaracharya is also saying the same thing he is saying avoid kusanga and sankracharya says strike the right relationship with your teacher 
because your teacher is your well wisher and and that will probably kick start your journey and then from then on you could get more satsanga and grow that way i hope this all is making sense so far okay let's go to shloka 46 kah tarati kah tarati kah tarati kah tarati mayam mayam yah sangam tyajati yah sangam tyajati yo mahanubhavam yo mahanubhavam sevate sevate nirmamo bhavati nirmamo bhavati this means one may wonder who can truly conquer maya it is the one who relinquishes all attachments selflessly serves the elevated souls and frees themselves from the illusion of i and mine we have already learned that maya is very powerful and the purpose of maya is to help us turn towards god the bhagavad gita krishna has said in chapter 7 that we cannot overcome maya by using our own will power you remember that only way to escape maya is by surrendering to krishna we have already studied that and in 7.14 krishna says overcoming my divine energy maya which is made up of the three modes of nature is indeed a formidable task however those who wholeheartedly surrender to me can easily transcend it but how do you get this mindset of surrender See, this is a question which has haunted people again and again people say okay you keep saying that surrender to god surrender to god how do you develop that mindset of surrender that's a very valid question so naraji is saying first we must relinquish attachments simple krishna has said the same thing starting from second chapter karmanyavadikaraste ma phaleshu kadachan attachments get rid of attachments and naraji says perform selfless service to guru and other elevated souls service to other elevated souls why we should uh, anybody are the, are you able to connect the dots why should we perform service to guru and other elevated souls this will help us purify ourselves like yeah. practice purify yourself okay what else deepa ji you were saying something oh, i mean it will help us also to elevate ourselves purify ourselves uh, okay so, yeah essentially satsang i mean you are associating yourself with elevated souls that influence as- will association is good but naraj ji is asking asking us to perform selfless service to guru and yeah. elevated so, souls selfless service to guru is first then to god through guru only we can reach god so yes correct all right answers i am looking for one one keyword there which will yeah surrendering the ego yes how can you perform service to guru how can you perform service to god if you think you are the greatest you know some people even in a classroom they feel lot of sankosh to call the teacher as teacher i've seen this in western classrooms you know they they will say hey tom hey bob and i've seen this even in my son's classroom and 
I've asked my son also once, why don't you call them as teacher or sir? But because he used to do that when he was in India, you know, but once he came to Canada, he is becoming a Canadian man. So I was asking, I wanted to know what is his thought process. I wanted to know if, if pride is getting into him. But fortunately for him, that was not the problem. For him, the problem was Kusanga. Because all his friends are calling teachers by name. So he is also calling the teacher by name. But I do have discussions with some of those kids. I don't directly ask them, of course. But I have my ways of finding out what is the core issue. It's, it's a lot of pride. It is, they find a lot of sankoj. How can we, you know, that's, that's, that's not healthy, right? So, even to call a teacher as a teacher, your lesson starts there. Yeah, I mean, in, in some cultures, they don't call even their parents as dad and mom. Even that, they call by name. But in our culture, there is a purpose why we have given a salutation to every relationship. It is, not, it is for us, for our development. Because if you look at a father and mother, and if you can look at them with that bhav, that is helping us keep our ego under control. Just like that, how will you serve the Guru or other elevated souls? Tomorrow, there is a Saint Narad or Naradji kind of personality. Do we feel that mindset of service to them? That is important. Because as Lakshmiji rightly pointed out, that is possible only if you keep your ego and pride under control. So that is a litmus test. If a saint comes in front of you, are you able to have that bhava? Or do you find a resistance? Resistance can be of two, because of two reasons. One is an intellectual reason, which is you are not sure if that person is really a saint. That is a very valid reason. That is fine. Even Krishna says, use questioning, use, you know, use your analytical mind. But once you are convinced that the other person is elevated or other person is senior or superior or saintly, whatever, then do you still have resistance? That resistance is ego and pride. And Naraji says that has to be addressed. And that is the reason why service to Guru and other elevated souls is repeated by many saints. Because that will help you get rid of pride and ego. And in the Bhagavad Gita, we studied that the fundamental thing that Krishna hates is pride. There is no scope. You may live under illusion or delusion that you know Krishna is your best friend. Krishna is everybody's best friend. But if you really want Krishna's grace, that is only possible once your pride is under control. Pride is a barrier that you create between yourself and Krishna. And Krishna has made it very clear that until that pride is taken care of, you will not really have my grace. You cannot perceive me. So, this is how you connect all the teachings on why satsanga is important, why surrender is important, why service to Guru is important, why service to saints is important. They all, the dots are connected. At the end of the day, it is for our spiritual evolution. So, Adi Shankara has said in his famous book, Baja Govindam, another famous work. These are some of my fav favorites. Baja Govindam, Viveka Chudamani, 
Ramcharitmanas. You will find me quoting from this again and again. There is such a so much wisdom in them. I'm going to ask if anybody remembers. We have already studied this particular verse when we studied Bhagavad Gita. It starts with Tatsangatve Nisangatvam. Does it ring a bell? Nisangatve Nirmogatvam. Very nice. Lakshmiji remembers it. Very good. Satsangatve Nisangatvam, Nisangatve Nirmohatvam, Nirmohatve Nishalatatvam, Nishalatatve Jivanamukti. Very beautiful verse by Sankaracharya, such an elevated soul. Satsangatve Nisangatvam means associating with the wise and virtuous, one becomes detached from worldly, worldly attachment. The first step. Nisangatve Nirmohatvam. So once we have detachment, then we be, get free from the delusion and confusion caused by the mind and senses. Because this confusion and delusion keeps happening. So once the attachment goes away, the delusion goes away. Confusion and delusion. Nirmohatve Nishalatatvam. Once we are free from this delusion, then you get an unwavering focused mind. Nishalatatve Jivanamukti. And once you have such a steady mind, then you are able to go on the path and attain liberation while still li living. Liberation doesn't happen necessarily after you die. <laughs> you can get liberation while still living. And that is called as Jivanamukti. So beautiful. So overall this verse highlights the importance of associating with wise people, devotees, elevated souls. And practicing detachment and practicing unwavering mind. Why can anybody connect the dot with any other teaching? Why do you think a focused, unwavering mind is important? Any other teaching of Krishna comes to mind? You are all postgraduates, so I'm going to ask you random questions. Because uh, samatvam and getting being sthitapradnya. Correct. Is very... Correct. Any anything else? There is something very, very relevant to a focused mind that Krishna has called out in the Bhagavad Gita. Constant uh, uh, association um, and then very close. Simranji, this is in scope. It is not out of syllabus. Simranji is thinking this doesn't look like in syllabus. It's so with focused mind only you will be able to, to come with a correct word. It is somewhere. Is it... Yes. <laughs> no, with focused mind only will you be able to attain liberation. I mean, correct, correct, correct. But Krishna has said that. So do you remember what Krishna has said about this? Is the question. He has used this specific word, focus. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll give a tip. It's that the teaching starts with the word Ananya. Ananya Bhakti. Yes. Lakshmi ji got it. Yes. Ananyas Chintayanto Maam Ejana Paryupasate. Desha Bhiptana Yoga Kshema Mahamyaham. Yoga Kshemam Mahamyam. Ananya Chintayant Oma. He starts with Ananya Chintan. 
that is the requirement focused and steady and it ends in krishna's promise that he will take care of what you need and protecting what you have see krishna says i am happy to be your protector he will be your personal protector but the requirement is you have to have that ananya chintan consistency for that you need a focused mind and to have a focused mind naraji is giving you all these do's and don'ts see these all tie with each other all the dots get connected and everybody has said that attachment is a big problem and that is why again and again you see the same theme repeating that get rid of attachment and again remember what shankaracharya said it's a very very important teaching that every time you give in to weakness we become weaker it may not sound fair it may not sound but that is how the universe works sorry we have to follow the laws of the universe every atom in the universe has to follow the laws of the universe there is no exception and the law of the universe says every time you give in to weakness you become weaker that is why it is very important to start now even now some of us may be thinking yeah i know kusanga is bad but you know these are these some of these friends i will just have one more party with them and then i will probably say bye bye to them but oh, i am still so young i mean come on this is not for me i, mean, I will do this satsanga business once i become 60 correct dipali is smiling dipali has this retirement plan she is like once i become 60 then then i will not do kusanga <laughs> okay so the converse is also true it is not all a losing game the sages have also given us the winning strategy so they have said when you practice detachment your energy level increases and when your energy level increases you start doing the right things you start having right association and they amplify the goodness so they make you stronger and stronger faster just like kusanga makes you weaker and weaker very quickly satsanga makes you stronger and stronger very quickly so both sides are there it is up to us which side we choose and also we really have to understand that you know life is short life is short from a perspective of spiritual evolution because because spiritual evolution is the goal and there are so many mistakes we can make and life is also unpredictable so that is why we should not waste the life now that we have all these teachings make the most of those teachings and start implementing them asap that's the message here and then naraji is also talking about again he says what does it mean when i say that serve the teacher what is that actual tatparya behind that so when you when one of the best ways to serve the teacher is by making a honest effort to understand the teachings and strive to live by those teachings shravan manan and nididhyasan very important so those teachings should be you should you should go on in your mind all the time what are you learning go revise and try to practice that is one of the best ways to serve a teacher 
and the highest form of service is aligning with the teachings and serving through humility love and respect that is all naraji is saying he is not saying you have to keep all your wealth at their feet or you know go wash their house and those are all up to you what you want to do but the fundamental aspect basically is all related to how we take the teachings are we sincerely following the teachings are we practicing the teachings very important aspect and the simple things like humility love and respect it's it holds true for teacher it holds true for parents it holds true for sages saints it holds true for god it's the same fundamental thing that we need to develop that's all so this is the first requirement naraji says do you want to go to the next shloka there he talks about the other requirements how many people want to go to the next shloka you all have time let's do that okay shloka 47 yo vivitta sthanam yo vivitta sthanam sthanam sevate sevate yo loka bandham yo loka bandham un mulyati un mulyati yo nistray guniyo yo nistray guniyo bhavati bhavati yo yoga kshemam tyajati yo yoga kshemam tyajati what that means is who can certainly overcome maya he who gives up all attachment who serves the great ones and who are able to free themselves from the sense of i and mine those who avoid the world earlier naraji had said we can do bhakti even when living in the world still he says seek out time that we can spend in solitude very very powerful concept that helps us solidify and focus our mind on god it's a fundamental requirement for progress on the spiritual path you cannot always live in a crowd so lord krishna also has emphasized the need for solitude in the bhagavad gita many times before we go there freeing ourselves from the sense of i and mine does that ring a bell any teaching of krishna comes to mind you can raise your hands if the teaching comes to mind yes simran ji when we give up all our egos and so correct correct there is one particular very popular shloka we discussed of in from the bhagavad gita to help us not have the sense of i and my yes excellent see i feel so happy that now krishna's message is becoming internalized Yes, Bhuktaram Yajna Tapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Shrutam Sarvabhutanam Nyanatmam Shanti. Yes, three point piece formula. So Krishna says, if I am the doer, and if you always are aware that I am the doer, then your sense of I and mine go away. And here Naraji is saying that is one of the requirements. And about solitude, you can read up later in chapter six. Sloka ten, Krishna had said, "Those who seek the state of yoga should spend time in solitude, constantly engaged." In... See, solitude is doesn't mean that 
you are alone and uh, uh, you know appreciating your own beauty i'm staying in front of the mirror and you know i spend an hour combing my hair and putting whatever paint on my lips and all of that right that is not the definition of solitude the definition of solitude is when you are alone and enjoying that lo- alone ness in meditation and contemplating on god that is how we train your mind sri ramakrishna very beautiful message he has given ramakrishna is also one of my other favorite uh, saints because some of his teachings are so simple but they explain something very profound so ramakrishna he used to say if you want butter then the milk has to first be curdled milk has to become dahi and then you have to what you have to do you have to first keep it somewhere when when the milk is becoming curd you cannot disturb it it has to be kept somewhere that is solitude <laughs> okay and once the curd becomes then it is ready to give you butter and then you churn the curd you get butter but have you ever thought about the miraculous transformation that is going on how many of us even think about we just take it for granted yeah it becomes curd and then i do like this like this it becomes butter but think about it when you add water to milk what happens it just mixes readily you can no longer say where is water and where is milk because the milk so easily got corrupted in a way by the water that enters correct but what happens when you put butter in water there is no corruption it is not even easy for you to mix butter and water they won't even mix even if you try but why this butter was in the milk even in the beginning this butter was in that very milk right but when it was milk it was getting corrupted by water but once it became butter then it became so strong and so hard to be influenced then water could not uh, touch it what changed the process the starting with solitude just like that when we practice solitude and focus our mind the churning is contemplation on god and spiritual practices and becoming curd yeah. is the solitude so then we also make our mind like butter then it can be in the world and yet not be impacted by the world so we look at some great sages and we say oh that sage is just walking around with a hookah in his mouth i will also walk that because that sage has already become a butter you are still milk see that is the teaching very beautiful example this is the power of ramakrishna's teachings simple examples conveying powerful lessons very beautiful very beautiful yeah again solitude doesn't mean you have to go to a mountain top live in a cave that is not the requirements it just means you need some time where you are not distracted by the outside world you can do this in your own home solitude the more you focus the easier it will be for you to practice solitude now i seldom talk about myself the intent is not to 
show off or tell you something that I'm great. That's not the intent. I'm just trying to share my experience because this is not just theoretical. I've experienced it myself. So I've like Kalpana can tell you that I used to be extremely sensitive to noise. Like if somebody even talks little loudly, I will feel annoyed. I mean, this is how I was many many years ago. Like I can't handle even people suddenly loudly saying something. You know, I just I don't know. I was made that way. And but there was a time when I did try a few spiritual practices. I used to get up early. I used to do meditation. pranayama lot of different things i tried and i still remember that one day where i was feeling peaceful and i was feeling calm and i realized the wonder of what just happened because i had gone to the noisiest place in pune tulsibagh in a rickshaw and we came back from that place and i caught myself still being calm and i remember feeling so astonished how did this happen you know the answer came later at that time i didn't understand but the answer came much later that this is the power of constant practice when you do this kind of practice in solitude solitude doesn't have to be for days at an end spend even half an hour a day in solitude focusing your mind that is also impactful and eventually your mind will start becoming like that butter where you can be in the world and still not be impacted by the world that should be the our goal so we have to practice solitude very very important so there is a i i always say the difference between whether you are evolving or you are not evolving the difference will be how you look at it do you look at it as the agony of loneliness or do you look at it as the glory of solitude that determines whether we are going upwards or downwards that determines if we are seeking kusanga or satsanga in true satsanga you can be with three or four people and not say a word and feel happy kusanga is all noise so that's the message so by such a practice of ananya chintan for a long time krishna says that the various impurities of the mind are removed the same thing naraji is also saying when you practice such ananya chintan regularly then the impurities of the mind go away and eventually you will get vairagya vairagya is very very important detachment and when that happens the control that ego has on you reduces significantly so keep this in mind this is another very very profound teaching the teaching is the ego can impact you only as long as you have attachments when you are practicing detachment when you in the mode of vairagya the power of ego reduces drastically when you are a vairagi totally then ego can do nothing to you and once you reach that stage this is the most profound teaching because earlier krishna had said right in the second chapter krishna had told arjuna that your job is to first move towards goodness move towards sattva tattva guna he said but for ultimate liberation and ultimate success 
in spirituality you have to rise above even sattva you have to rise above all three gunas you remember that is what krishna had said here naraji is tying that thing together and he is saying when you do such contemplation regularly when you do this ananya chintan then you start becoming a vairagi and when you become a vairagi ego loses its power on you and when ego loses its power on you that is when you overcome these three gunas beautiful methodical so so profound so it all starts satsanga service so you will then realize see, once you introspect on all of this you will realize how every teaching they tie into the other teaching how all the dots they connect with each other like if you are coming somewhere right in the middle and looking at some random statement says oh ye kya hai uh, service to guru service to saint service to this you know doesn't make any sense but it will if everything you put in the context because that was preparing you that was readying you to eventually become a vairagi and rise above the three gunas and when you are rising about the three gunas there you are there you are winning the game so lord krishna has said that in our pursuit of liberation we need to rise above even sacha so what happens when you rise above even sattva guna that stage is called para vairagya vairagyam use vairagya you go above sattva guna you become a para vairagi because once you become a para vairagi desires there are no desires desires are vanished because again ego can influence you only as long as you are under the power of gunas and desires can impact you only as long as you are under the influence of gunas once you are risen above the gunas there is no ego there is no desire that is the absolute state of bliss that we are supposed to reach this is the kind of person for whom krishna says yoga kshemam vahamyam we cannot just randomly open the ninth chapter go to the 22nd verse and say yoga kshemam vahamyam oh krishna said you will take care of everything from tomorrow i am not going to office and then nothing happened then i come and say your god doesn't exist because he said he will take care of that is not it read the complete bhagavad gita get it all in context once you are a vairagi once you are on the path to becoming a para vairagi you are absolutely under krishna's care then krishna keeps his promise yoga kshemam vahamyam when was the last time you read about a great sage or saint who died of poverty or who died of hunger god takes care but you have to reach that stage and that stage means you don't have to be a scholar you don't have to be a raja yogi you don't have to be a pandita you just have to have a little bit of humility and consistency possible not at all difficult right that is what naraji is saying his assurance is each one of us can become a jivana mukta in this life while we are alive we can reach that stage just follow the teachings that's all in the right mindset so i hope this all makes sense so thank you again hari krishna really grateful for your continued association if you had any questions comments this is the floor is yours
recordings you have to stop the recording okay